Right now, 8.30, here's the latest. From Global's Newsroom, I'm Fiona Winchester. David Cameron has died. D- David Bowie has died. Welcome to episode 18 of the Gristle Digest, the only weekly podcast that will stand down if it loses the next general election. Uh, today is the 7th of August and I'm Mark Sen. I'm joined as ever by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, none none too badly, if I'm honest. None too badly at all. Excellent. You know, before, before we dive into the stories this week, Paul, I just want to give a quick shout out to someone. Oh yeah, go for it. Please do. And that's, and that's a gentleman named Anthony McGee who you probably know as well. And that's uh, a chap who's sort of... He, he's kind of followed us from day one. I think, it's, I think Mr. McGee, you're from Australia, from Melbourne. Oh, but, wow. Um, yeah, shout, shout out to you, mate. Big up McGee, yeah. Been there from day one. Um, but yeah, top stories. <laughs> yeah, top man. Uh, top man and top stories. All right. Uh, this week. Uh, where music and fashion were always the fashion at the Copa. Rio 2016 <laughs> is finally here. Um, with the smell of corruption and pollution supposedly thick in the air, the Rio 26 Olympics have begun with Western journalists eagerly waiting for an opportunity to report that things are fucked up. <laughs> so far, they haven't had much to do. The boats in the rowing were able to navigate through what was supposed to be crocodile infest- a crocodile-infested sewage lake. The athletes <laughs> have been able to use the accommodation that was meant to kill them, and no one has died from bloody Zika. <sighs> oh, but some paramedics did drop an injured gymnast on a stretcher, <sighs> which wasn't too great. Um, but the abs- but absent catastrophes aside, the opening days of Rio 2016 have not been without controversy. The, fir- the entire Russian team have been banned from the upcoming Rio Paralympics because of accusations of state-sponsored doping, which is apparently Putin's favourite hobby. <laughs> and the Kenyan athletics team have been racked by their own doping scandal, with reports that athletes in Kenya would often run up to 10 miles across the bush to receive their testosterone injections. Um, <laughs> and uh, next story this week... Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump takes inglorious dump oh. on his own election chances after the worst week ever suffered by a US presidential candidate ever. Yeah. Ever. Um, when a man has spent the last 70 years of his life being a total asshole, it's tough to be shocked by or surprised by any additional assholery a guy like that could throw up. But even for internationally recognised king douchebag Donald Trump, <laughs> the last week has been an absolute shocker. <laughs> Many are calling it the worst week ever suffered by a US presidential candidate since the, ni- since the week in 1891 when Repan- Republican candidate Chester Beagle was caught in bed with several of his own farm animals. And here's why. First, Donald started his week by continuing his ludicrously ill-judged feud with the father of a fallen war hero, shopping- shocking members of the military and disaffecting thousands of Gold Star family voters. Then, seemingly not content with showing everyone quite how poor his taste was, Trump showed the full array of his political ineptitude by refusing to endorse fellow Republican Paul Ryan's uh, re-election to Congress, despite Ryan being the most powerful GOP member of the House. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't finished there. Trumpy then appeared to forget that Russia had invaded the Crimea, accused Japan of being more likely to stay at home and watch Sony television than help the US, and could only name one woman in his future cabinet... His daughter, Ivanka. (laughs) Oh, and he told the mother of a crying baby at one of his rallies to get that baby out of here. Wow. Um, So, final story this week, Paul. (laughs) Um, 
prime ministerial rights to give honours to be curbed after Cammers takes the piss and makes 94% of his mates MBEs. Um, Lord Bew, chairman of the Committee on Standards and Public Life, has announced that the prime minister that prime minister will no longer have the right to make a resignation honours list after gargantuan piss-taking by outgoing referendum losing PM Dave Cammers. Oh, uh, Cameron's resignation honours list gave gongs to 48 former colleagues and allies wow. and created 13 new Tory peerages, including honours for face-achingly stupid former Chancellor George Osborne, uh, Cameron's chief spin doctor Craig Oliver, and Samantha Cameron's stylist Isabel Spearman. Um, <laughs> the Prime Minister, with seemingly Donald Trumpian levels of self-awareness, was the first for a generation to use his resignation speech to toss out honours and wards to his chums. The resignation list was not taken up by either Tony Blair or Gordon Brown, and it's unlikely to take, be taken up by Theresa May, who would only give out one award anywhere, anyway, that of National Hunk of Sex Champion, which would go to her husband, Phil. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> David Cameron has doled out more awards per year than any of the recent Prime Ministers, slapping out the backs of 245 of his mates wow. during his time in office. It is said that we would have taken him another 10 years to give honours to every single one of his mates, indicating that he may stand again for PM in the future. Mm. So that's the stories this week, Paul. We'll start Oof, what with what a week. the Olympish. Olympish in Rio. Oh, the Olympish in Rio. I told you it would be okay. Yes. Is what they're saying in Brazil. <laughs> it's looking good. <laughs> it's looking good. I mean, I, th- I think there's been a bit of... Um, you know, last week we sort of quipped. We did. That, that there, there may have been a bit of kind of the press looking down the nose, but actually, in like, in, in all truth, it was probably, you know, things are actually going wrong on the ground. But this, it doesn't. Not much seems. It doesn't, things don't seem to be falling apart. Not, or, at least, or have I missed it? Uh, I've so I've seen a couple of things. So there was um, a, an explosion. Well, like a, a controlled explosion of a mysterious package yesterday. No, the day before yesterday, right. and there was reports of a bullet firing through a, uh, a media centre, like a media camp. Like not apparently, really shots fired, which isn't, didn't didn't yeah isn't great. But didn't those things happen at, in Atlanta? Do you remember Atlanta? Yeah. There was like a bomb or whatever. In mm. Munich, there was way worse than a bomb. Mm. Let's be fair; they made a freaking film about that one. Exactly, and uh, like uh, you know, Banner. just a controlled explosion as well. That's kind of a better safe than sorry type thing, isn't it? I don't think yeah. nothing else really appeared to come from it no one like took credit or anything like that so i think things are looking things are looking all right and fingers i think a crossed. lot of the criticism about yeah fingers crossed exactly i mean I, th- I think the some of the criticism as well about the marina and about the water and the stench and mm. things like that again though it, you know with a bit more investigation it turns out that actually those sorts of accusations were made against london and they were made yeah. against beijing and they were made against bloody everywhere that's ever ha- had one of these things because invariably um, you know, in, in cities and whatnot, yeah, the water doesn't smell too nice. Yeah, <laughs> there's not yeah, many um, rivers in big cities you'd go swimming in, is there? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's that's just something you've got to live with. Exactly. Um, so maybe people have been given yeah. uh, Brazilians a bit. Of a well, hard I'd time, say good luck to them. Good luck to them. Good luck no to one him. wants a shitty Olympics today. No, we way. need a good I mean, Olympics. The... Jesus, if yeah. we ever needed a good Olympics, oh, goodness me, it's Absolutely now. Right, it's now. Next story, Paul. It's Trumpy. Oh. It's the big man Trumpus. Um, back, back once again. What? 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 Back once again with the Trump <sighs> master. Uh, what on earth has he been up to this week? God knows. I mean, th- th- this like this week. I think I, you know, almost bizarrely, before this week, I was somehow uh, immune to how quite how odious he was. Like, <laughs> I, it hadn't sort of got really got through more than any other week i've just been completely enraptured mm. by how much of a complete arsebag 
this man really is. It's not just that his politics uh, are sort of objectionable. It's that he is a complete fuckwit. Yeah, yeah, well. he's a genuine mental, actual crazy. Not like, oh, he's a bit crazy. Like, no, he's genuinely, certifiably insane. Uh, I mean, and it's just, oh, Jesus. He, he started the week with what we spoke about last episode, actually, the sort of uh, the attack on Kizza Khan. Mm. Uh, and and his son and and his wife and, and and the whole whole thing bit of a bit of a stupid target to pick really the harvard educated lawyer father of a guy of a soldier who died fighting for america yeah um yeah pick and choose your battles there don um <laughs> went on to then get into a personal feud with uh the most powerful gop member of the yeah. house paul ryan who hasn't to be fair to trump i mean ryan hasn't exactly been um opinions on trump i mean he's he's been quite clear that he thinks he's a bell end um yeah but he still sort of supported him he came out and gave a speech at uh at the rnc and gave his his endorsement yeah he was just very he was very candid to begin with wasn't he like he, he didn't want to say either way and then he but then he came out he said he had a meeting but he thought donald trump was a good guy <laughs> you know? i mean so, yeah <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure he i'm sure he did but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's sort of He's, I mean, Trump though. His, I mean, so he he initially didn't endorse Ryan, and mm. did endorse Ryan, and obviously made himself look like a bit of a tool in the process. Uh, he then sort of stumbled onto his next kind of blunder, uh, which was um, forgetting that Russia has actually invaded the Crimea. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, he's, he's, you know, how have you forgotten that? Uh, and uh, that's yeah, definitely Slayton... a bit of information that a president, you know, should know. And this is like another thing that a lot of people, American pundits, have sort of been um, jumping on now is that it's, this isn't sort of um, July 2015. This is this is August 2016. This campaign has been going on for ages, even yeah. if you didn't know stuff about international relations beforehand. I mean, he's had the best part of a year yeah. to pick up a newspaper and just skill up a little bit. But clearly he's, he's elected not well, to do that. Yeah, just, just chosen not to. And yeah. uh, one uh, thing I've seen, this is this is hot off the presses. This is Monday evening as, as we recorded. Right. Uh, and this is, is today. And this is an open letter from 50 Republican national security officials. So these are pretty senior Republican guys. And they've come out in an open letter and they have eviscerated Donald Trump. I'll give you <laughs> a, a little excerpt here. Uh we are convinced that Trump would be a dangerous president and would put at risk our country's national security and well-being. Uh, most fundamentally, Mr. Trump lacks the character, values, and experience to be president. He weakens the U.S. moral he weakens U.S. moral authority uh, as leader of the free world. He appears to lack basic knowledge about and belief in the US constitution US laws and US institutions including religious tolerance freedom of the press and an independent judiciary like that is pretty quite, damning stuff from damning senior stuff. republicans I mean, and they've all said in the letter that they will not be voting for him yeah like, it seems to me though that that, that letter is, is almost a few words too long because I mean he just lacks basic knowledge yeah. full stop you don't need any of the rest of it yeah. it's just he lacks basic knowledge He's a knob. Yeah, you could uh, just have, yeah, you, you could really just have an open letter with this guy's a complete cunt. Yeah, <laughs> leave it at that, <laughs> and the Pope would sign it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but it's sort of um, it. It also seems like they've just lifted portions out of the kind of five minute um, 
absolute dressing down that he got from Barack Obama. Yeah. Like Barack Obama just, just took five minutes out of his day out of a press conference to just slate Trump yeah. looking such a poor dirt tool. And also called him, you know, unfit for office and woefully unprepared. <laughs> um, apparently as well, um, Trump insiders have been have been saying that um, he attended a foreign policy briefing, uh, uh, which was recently, but, mm. but the news came out this week. And at the foreign policy briefing, he kept asking. I think three times he this asked. This is a nu- nuclear weapons. Why can't he use Why don't nuclear, we weapons? Use nuclear weapons? Why don't we want to use a nuclear weapon? Why don't we blow someone up? We've got the bombs. Such bombs. <laughs> we we drop such bombs on these people. I mean, this guy's an absolute nut bar. Um, I'm really glad it's all falling apart though. Like it was genuinely quite scary for a little while. I mean, it's, we're yeah, not out I mean, the woods the st- yet. We're not out the woods. <laughs> we're not yet. out the precisely that. But you're right. I mean, he's lost. A lot of ground to hit yeah. this past week. I think he, he's now down by about eight points or something in the polls, which mm-hmm. is quite a lot. Yeah, I've even uh, seen Fox polls, which show him really behind, like I mean, uh, forty-five th- to thirty-six. You know, like. this is another thing. Is like I actually saw stuff this week, like Bill Bill O'Reilly, uh, like sticking the boot into Don, Donald Trump, and you're, it's just the most insane feeling to be sitting there yeah. rooting for Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, God, son, odd, you know. That is like, odd. And it sort of gives you a bit of faith in humanity. Like, if we did have to, like, all, you know, unite against evil, like a particular evil, you, yeah. you kind of want Bill O'Reilly on your side, actually. Yeah. This big, angry dude. That's it. He's a powerful um, orator. So, exactly. Using his powers for good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, yeah, was kicking it into Donald Trump. But, but yeah, Trump, you know, lurching from one ridiculous gaffe to the next. And we've, I've got a clip, actually, Paul, of him uh, kicking the, uh, kicking the, ba- the mother of a crying baby um, <laughs> out, out of his, um, out of, out of his rally. So let's have a listen to that. I have the biggest bank in the world as a tenant of mine in New York. The biggest in the world, a Chinese bank. Don't worry about that baby. I love babies. <laughs> I love babies. I hear that baby crying. I like it. I like it. What a baby. What a beautiful baby. Don't worry. Don't worry. The mom's running around like, don't worry about it, you know. It's young and beautiful and healthy, and that's what we want. Okay. But, but look, look. So it skips on a little bit now. We have the piggy bank. They have ripped us to shreds. Ripped us absolutely to shreds. Actually, I was only kidding. You can get the baby out of here. <laughs> I mean, oh he, he goes God. on to uh, basically explain that he was like, oh, I was only joking. You know, when I said I didn't want the baby to, to leave, I was only joking. Uh, clearly, you were not joking. You just, uh, you know, he's such. Even, yeah, and you can see the tone change in his voice as well. He goes precisely. from, you know, he goes from playful Don to hateful Don. He's just a horrible. Don't get that fucking baby out of here. Get that I'll eat that baby. baby I've eaten no. the baby. <laughs> I don't care. Just a horrid man. So, oh. that's, so that's Donald Trump. Trumpsy. Uh, final story, Paul. We've just got time to touch on how much of a bell end our own prime minister, oh. former prime minister, was, uh, seemingly secretly. <laughs> uh, but he's just doling out um, honours to his mates. This is just like, shocking, isn't it? This is this is cowboy stuff. You can't just oh, for goodness' sake! It's throw just out it's just vulgar. To be perfectly honest, yeah. I mean, when you're when, you know doing it that kind of gratuitously, just in front of everyone, it's almost like he's just whapped his knob out in front of yeah. a bunch of people and put a top hat on it. And kind of, you know, paraded it around in front of the, you know, in front of all the plebs, showing like, look at, look at my tough knob, and it's <laughs> fucking, I hate him, I hate him. He's an absolute shit weasel, isn't he? Oh, God, what an absolute dick! And just, but just the zero fucks given in just, just oh. paddling out these 
titles to his mates. Ah, what a cock. I mean, what a cock. What, what a, a cock. cock. And, and also, fair play to Lord Bew for standing up and hopefully yeah. removing the right for this to, to happen again. But it's it's ironic in a way because it's just not something that had really been used for such a long time. Mm. And it's just the moment that we've had, you know, it's the first time in a while we've had like a full-on Eton-type prime minister. Mm. Uh, and, and look what they do. You yeah. know, like they just they just revert to type. That's it. So this is like, yeah, it's perfectly old-school tie. Yeah. And he's, he's sorting his mates out. Fair play for Sam Cam's stylish, though. She does look oh, yeah, fabulous. Oh, yeah, she's done a fabulous she job does, Sam Cam has been looking fabulous yeah. throughout so yeah that's the one that's the only one I'd defend yeah. you're absolutely right <laughs> on this day in history Paul Ooh. this uh, last week was the 31st of July and the theme of, of that week's facts last week's facts was victories military victories that were like a total bummer Dash. bummer I remember. Uh, you remember. Fact number remember. one was in 50 BC, Mark Antony defeated the Octavians in battle, only oh, yeah. all for all his troops to desert him, which eventually led to his suicide. Yeah, that's the one, that is. That's the one. Bummer. Uh, fact number two was Duke of York sacking and burning a town in Lancashire, only to discover that it was ruled by his ally who killed his oh. sister. And fact Oof. number three was Napoleon Bonaparte who sacked and raided Constantinople only to end up contracting syphilis and losing a toe to gout. Oh, nappers. And you Classic went for nappers. fact number... Yeah, it's total naps. And uh, total you went naps. for fact number one. Yeah, I went for Mark, Mark Antony. Antony. And it yeah. was Mark Antony. Go on! Fact number one. He did defeat the oh. Octavians in battle. Uh, only for... But I think what the, the fact neglects to make out is actually that um, he kind of was later defeated by the Octavians that same year um, mm. uh, after everyone thought he was a traitor and a dick and uh, he committed suicide oh dear so yeah that was oh, the bummer well, um, him, and the, uh, him and the Octavians they certainly had a love eight oh, relationship they just did they just did marvellous 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 this week Paul is the I've gone for the 7th of August though Yep. You are correct, it's Monday today, the 8th. Uh, and the theme uh, of this week's facts is vehicles unsuited for the length of their journeys. Ooh! Uh, fact number one, on this day in 1911, a paper aeroplane completed a 100-metre journey in Bergen, Norway. Wow. Fact number two, on this day in 1947, a wooden raft completed a 4,300-mile voyage across the sea from Peru to Tahiti. Ooh. Well, fact number three, on this day in 1998, a plastic car completed a 5,000-mile drive from Paris to Beijing. Wowzers. So that's plastic car uh, in 98 going 5,000 miles, uh, wooden raft in 1947 going 4,300 miles, Oof, or a paper aeroplane in 1911 going 100 metres. Ah, well, well, well. Um... I don't think it's the uh, the paper plane. Um, the Norwegians notoriously bad folders. I just don't think they've got well, it in them. I don't think they've got. I've that heard in that them. too. I've heard you know, it too. Nothing against them. It's just no. they can't fold paper for shit. Origami um, don't come from Norway. Number one. It don't. It don't. It does not. Um, I don't think it's the plastic car from Ooh. 1998. Oh. Because uh, I'm not entirely sure what a, a plastic a plastic car is or how it's powered. It's plastic, yeah. And if you could give like a regular car, like a plastic shell, but then it's just like a regular car with a plastic shell, isn't it? I don't know if that's that. I don't know mm. if someone's going to do that, but I do think the good old raft 
Rafty raft. 4,000 miles from, uh, where was it, Tahiti to Peru, was it? Peru to Tahiti. Peru to Tahiti. I I know firsthand the waters uh, <laughs> between oh, those two. <laughs> yeah. Those two destinations, and uh, you know, if you get the right shipping breeze, I don't oh, know if that's a normal term. Sounds like it should be. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a pretty pretty standard track. So I reckon it's that. I reckon it's that. I'm going wooden gone craft. For wooden raft answers next week. The Radio One Breakfast Show with Nick Grinshaw. This is Grimmy in the Morning on Radio One. I'm joined today by the Deputy Leader of the Labour Party, John McDonnell. John, we've been chatting movies this morning, and I was keen for your thoughts on the Suicide Squad storm in the box office. Well, actually, Nick, I've had quite enough of this. Look, look, what camera am I on? It's radio, John, mate. Uh, uh, good. Look, people need to stop falling for this unrealistic comic book fantasy world of men with extraordinary powers. Now is not the time for, for thoughtless hero worship. Now is the time to support Jeremy Corbyn. And uh, if you don't do it now, well, uh, I fear it will be the end of the party. I really do, Andrew. It's Nick. Well, well yes. Yes. <laughs> The Moss Report. The Moss Report is brought to you this week by Christopher Biggins Inappropriate Jokes. If you've got a social event coming up and want to be dropping the latest and most polarising faux pas, be sure to subscribe at BigginsBigotedBombs.com for weekly updates and the freshest bad taste gags. And Gristlers, be sure to enter the code GRISTLEDEW5 to receive a bonus pack of cringy (laughs) one-liners. There's a cracking Joseph Fritzl bit in there for new parents. Oh dear, oh dear. But now to the show. This week in the Moss Report, you're all being split into fickies and boffins as I cast my reporter's line into the murky depths of grammar schools and hope to get a nibble of an opinion. Earlier this week, Theresa May let it be known that she plans to lift the ban on grammar schools opening in the UK, following a ban put in place by God-bothering star of the Chilcot Report, Sir Anthony Blair, way back in uh, 1998. Yes, the return of grammar schools, blue passports and an uneasy nuclear relationship growing between the US and Russia. Post-Brexit Britain is really getting that golden age feeling going under Theresa May. The announcement to, to bring back grammar schools has resurfaced an age-old debate around the merit of them, with critics claiming that grammar schools should be assigned to the dustbin of history and supporters saying that they are an aid to social mobility and equality. And, you know, I can kind of see the argument for, I can see where they're coming from. You know, the ability to give children from poorer backgrounds the chance to reach their potential in a better school with better teachers sounds great. But a lot like the statement, you look cool with a cigarette, it should also come Mm. with a pretty big however. The problem being that the testing for grammar school happens around about age 11. And unfortunately, children from the poorest backgrounds have typically only had access to the poorest performing and most overstretched schools in the country to that point. And with limited spaces in grammar schools, it means their chances for entry are already severely limited by default. Uh, Yet the chances of a child with equal potential from a more affluent area are naturally increased. In practice, the model delivers exactly the opposite result to the one which it's designed to deliver. It's the Boris Johnson's Leave campaign of educational policy. (laughs) It presents those already from prosperous backgrounds an increased chance of further prosperity, whilst funneling away the best resources and teachers from those already suffering in stretched state schools, thus furthering an already terrifyingly wide gulf in equality in this country. 
Now, I'm not accusing Theresa May of social engineering, but I'm also not saying that's not what she's doing here. I'll let the history books be the judge on that. Uh, That is, of course, if there are any books left unburnt in our bleak (laughs) Tory future. Honestly, it's my opinion that education should be the single biggest focus for investment in government. It's great that they're, they're looking to do something. I just don't think this is it. But if you imagine what we could achieve just within a generation, if we had universal reform uh, and investment in all schooling everywhere for everyone, if we moved away from just retention of information to critical thinking and actual application of knowledge uh, in areas such as science, technology and business, uh, in 15 years we would have a dawn of enlightenment. And not only would this newfound thinkiness promote social mobility and equal opportunities, it would also give Brexiteers what they really want. A Britain that would be a leader in industry, an innovator in technology, and a country that would no longer need to import skilled migrant workers as we're all too thick to do anything. Um, In fact, we would be exporting our own UK-built geniuses across the world, a vast empire of knowledge. (laughs) And uh, literally everyone would would be happy with that, so uh, we should knock this grammar school bollocks on the head and just invest in schools in general. And uh, that's this week's Moss Rapizzle. Boom. Well, well, well. Yeah, right. Grammar. Grammar. Um, grammar. Check, check, check your grammar. Grammar. Um, yeah, man. It's sort of, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a bit of a another spurious kind of, it's like right to buy or something, yeah. isn't it? It's a stupid idea that, you know, it's going to somehow help things when actually... It just it, furthers the it problem. It generally makes them mm. worse. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I get the criticism that, that is is felt uh, uh, or by, by, by British schools. I mean, they are, they are quite poor, mm. uh, you know, both of us having been to yeah. them, but... Um, but yeah, the, the the solution is not to create some ridiculous kind of two tiered society, which which is um, which is what they want to it's do. Not just in education, yeah. it seems. It seems like just just in in the broadest sense, they want to create a kind of two tiered society, and it's you know clearly cheaper to do that for them and and, and all mm. the rest of it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 mind boggling uh, why they don't just spend more money generally yeah. uh, on education. Uh, we we seem to lack. Uh, well, we seem to sort of um, we've fallen behind so much uh, compared to other countries. It's, it's uh, insane. It's it really is pretty silly. And this, if this is a kind of quick fix solution to basically just funnel away all the uh, kind of middle classy kids that otherwise would have had to go to shitty comps, you know, <laughs> like and send them to slightly nicer mm. comps, um, you know, that's that's it's just, again, that's just a quick fix to tr- that will just get a few more people with better grades. You know, yeah. like it's not really going it, to it'll, it'll be a, a drop in the ocean. Issues. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's a bit a bit silly mm. uh, because a lot of those kids are, are probably going to do okay. Anyway. Exactly, um, uh, but I, I, fortunately, there is an attempt to sort of block this overturn of yep. the ban. Um, so it's in the House of Lords mm. at the moment, and I think uh, the Labour Party and the Liberal Democrats have actually joined forces uh, to try and block it in in the House of Lords. So we'll see see what happens yeah. with that. Fingers but, crossed. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed. But it's another it's another little. Another little window into Theresa May's personality. It is, well, isn't it? Isn't it really? I also think it's a pretty, a pretty damning indictment of the state of a Labour Party that they feel they can just, just kind of announce shit like this. To be like, yeah, and mm. what? What are you going to do? Fight about Corbyn? What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Sad times. Sad indeed. It's dear thirty-four in the Labour Big Brother house. Jeremy is first to wake up and has been called into the diary room. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, comrade big brother. How are you feeling, Jeremy? 
Big Brother has noticed that you have been rather quiet lately. Well, I'm a bit fed up, really. I wish as a house we could just get together and fight for what is right for this country. I think it's deeply wrong that there is so much arguing, and I think it's deeply wrong that half of the house have been awarded treats and the other half haven't. Particularly the chocolate hobnobs that I specifically requested in the shopping list, and that are now being eaten by Tom Bloody Watson. Big Brother is sorry you feel that way, Jeremy, but the rules of the task were quite clear, and unfortunately, your side of the house lost. Look, 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 I'm not here to debate success and failure, but I think it's deeply wrong that you're being so divisive, and it's deeply wrong that Diane Abbott was unable to make out my charades impression. Big Brother was also unable to work out your charades impression. Oh, for goodness sake, I mean, it was obvious, see? It's obvious, see it? See? The life and times of Benjamin Button, Big Brother, it's simple. What would you like Big Brother to do about this, Jeremy? Well, I I think it's about time that we recognise the will of the people joined hands and started working together. Plus, if you could sneak me a packet of biscuits on the sly, I'd really appreciate it. The other Labour housemates have started to wake up. Diane and Tom are making breakfast. You can't put eight eggs in an omelette, Diane. There's eight other people to feed. Well, maybe they should have gotten here earlier. And you know what they say, you can't make an omelette without cracking some eggs. Not eight eggs, though. Eight? We have to ration them until the next task. I don't bloody care, Tom. I want a big bloody omelette and a bloody well having one. Diane, please, just use three. Will Diane please come to the diary room? Oh, for for fuck's sake. Fuck you, Tom. Fuck you, big brother. Fuck you. What happened next again this week, Paul? Following on from last week's uh, experiment, if you like, with uh, this sport, a uh, question of sport kind mm-hmm. of themed section. Uh, and we had a bit of a poke at we Donald did. Trump last we week. Did. So I thought to sort of even even the kind of, mm. or, you know, balance it out, uh, I've taken a bit of a bit of a poke at the Democrats seems fair. this week. And, and Democrats, yeah, they, 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 at the DNC, they make me laugh because they're actually more sort of shouty patriotic oh way more uh, patriotic at the moment yeah a lot of the time yeah yeah and certainly way more shouty um and and as a result of that i've uh, that's kind of the the overriding theme <laughs> of, of this week's what happened next and uh, the first the first clip comes from joe biden's speech at the uh, democrat national convention uh, earlier this week so let's have a listen We are America, second to none, and we own the finish line. (laughs) Don't forget it. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. (laughs) That's Joe Biden. Owning the finish line. Owning it. Yeah, just that classically American modest. Very reserved. uh, Yeah, very reserved fashion. Uh, And yeah, saying that they own the finish line. Uh, and he carried on to sort of congratulate the troops. But Ooh. what did he say next? Uh, <laughs> we own the finish line. We own the start line. We own everything in between. <laughs> Fuck the world. I mean, it's not, it's not a million, million miles away 
in many respects. I like the fact oh, that yeah. they own the finish line as well. Like they're going to build something on the finish line just 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 to sort of prove the fact they own it. Build something really American, like a <laughs> arms factory or something, uh, just so we know that it's theirs. But um, so yeah, I mean, do you want to have a little guess as to what he said? Maybe some words, <laughs> a phrase. No. Yeah, go on. It's quite uh, tough on. to be fair. Right, let's have a look. All right, we'll get the uh, we'll have the answer. Okay. We are America, second to none, and we own the finish line. <laughs> Don't forget it. God bless you all, oh, you and may God protect our troops. Come on. <laughs> We're American. <laughs> yeah, I'll say he said. Come We're on. American. We're American. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, factually correct as well. Uh, <laughs> factually correct. Factually correct. So. Uh, you can't you can't argue with that. Uh, so that's Joe Biden, and that reminded me actually of another of another Democrat who had made a, a slightly who got rather overexcited, let's say, in a similar environment a few years <laughs> earlier. Um, so let's have have a listen to question number two for you, Paul. You know something? You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina <laughs> and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. And we're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. <laughs> That's amazing. That's that's Howard D. That's former Democrat chairman, actually. He preceded Tim Kaine, who is now uh, Hillary's running mate. Uh, So that's Howard D. back in 2006. Losing his shit. And I I urge everyone out there, if you've not seen this, go and watch uh, the video of it, because it's just excellent. Um, But yeah, what what happens next, Paul? He reels through a list of states that he's going to win presumably because it's a democrat primary this was in uh, 2006 and this was part of their 50 state policy where they're going to go every state so he's, he's laying that out state. for us what happened next well, i think first of all yeah. he, he probably listed the the 37 remaining states <laughs> <laughs> i think he then turned bright red and passed out uh but i don't know but that's that's it sounds like uh it sounds like if you watch wrestling like back in the 80s when you're a kid it sounds like a, it sounds like a wrestling promo. It sounds very. So much. I reckon. Uh, I reckon he it challenges very... the, the Macho Man to a, to a match at SummerSlam. I mean, if you if you watch it, it looks like a fucking wrestling promo. To be quite honest. Um, well, let's take let's a look it. at what happened, shall we? We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington. And Michigan, and then we're going to Washington D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the answer is he screams. Yeah, <laughs> damn, that guy is pumped. <laughs> so that's that is Howard Dean back in 2003. That became known as the wow. Dean scream. Uh, and and as I say, please, please just type that into YouTube and go and watch the video because it's absolutely brilliant. Not only uh, because throughout the, the 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 time when he's reeling off that list of states, he's pointing at people in a in a, in totally a oh. WWF kind of way. He's just pointing at people in the audience, turning in another direction, pointing at someone else. And then at the moment, <laughs> and then when he screams, <laughs> like after he screams, he turns around. There's loads of people on stage behind him. He turns around. 
and a guy behind him looks at him and gives him two <laughs> thumbs up like well done you know what i mean that was quality yeah, like it's that's that's exactly what brilliant. we talked about you just delivered the hell out of that speech <laughs> just, you did it you did it uh interestingly though uh howard dean has kind of disappeared <laughs> a little bit from the political he's, radar he's probably been committed to years. an insane asylum i should imagine <laughs> So that's uh, so that's our Dean. Final. Well, uh, what happened next for you this week, Paul? Um, this one is just nice. completely random. This is nothing to do with the Democrats. It's a <laughs> clip from <laughs> the US version of Family Ooh. Fortunes. Let's take a listen and see if you can work out what happened next. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. (laughs) (laughs) So that's something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into someone's house. The obvious answer is Tony Martin. Surely. (laughs) Tony Martin. (laughs) Ah. It's not the right answer. Would you like would you like another go? (laughs) Uh, I don't know, it's America, so I'm probably going to be something racist <laughs> it's one of my favorite go on let's listen to it i'll give up come on let's hear this all right all right let's see what happened next something right. a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house right. naked grandma naked, huh? <laughs> 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 the best bit is yet to come the best bit is yet to come i don't want to see that either So that's a naked grandma. The best bit there is the other contestant at the end saying, I don't see that either. <laughs> Which is... That guy's like, damn, I think he might got this. <laughs> I won't want to see that. <laughs> well, I had shit, I don't, I don't want to see oh, that. Grandma put something uh, off. Those of you wondering, hey. <laughs> Just amazing. Uh, he, did, he actually got a Oh, no that, way. I can't believe no one board. out of 100 people said like, that. Yeah. So uh, that's this week's what happened next. Oh, Please nice! Out of three. Shame on you. <laughs> shame, shame on you. <laughs> so that brings uh, this week's show to a close. Oh no and way! I know. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Please great. follow us on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. at Digest. Mm-hmm. Follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe as well on YouTube, iTunes, yeah. Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us thegristledigest at gmail.com. That'd be awesome. And hope to see you next week. See ya.